You're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about current, past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we are here and where we are going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Tabitha Zakaria and today we have Daniel Mateo in the studio with us. Welcome Daniel. Well, thank you Tabitha. It's good to be back. It's good to have you. <laughs> um I believe uh, this is your third episode so far and um yeah we're just blessed to hear more of what you have to share with us. Um so how's your week been so far? Well, my week's been very interesting, Tabitha. I actually just got out of jail. Mm-hmm. Oh, what kind of jail is that? <laughs> what uh, did you do? <laughs> COVID isolation, not literal jail. Yeah, my uh, my family we've uh, we've had COVID nineteen, so just uh, just out of out of uh, isolation today, and and happy to be back. Yeah. Oh, mm. it's good to have you. You made it right on time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, right on time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, um, so I believe uh, last week you talked about um why we should relate to the scripture did you want to share a little bit about that yeah no we we had a great time last uh, last week uh, last time talking about uh, why it is that uh, that we should engage with uh, with god's word we talked about some reasons uh, why um why anyone would even want to i suppose uh, study the bible and understand more about it and uh, i presented some some evidence not just as to why we should trust what the bible says but also even if somebody didn't want to be a person of faith or or belief that, uh, that there might be good reasons why they might want to engage engage with Scripture and learn about it as well. So um, I, I believe that they can uh, check that program out on the Faith FM app, right? Yes, yes, um, Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. Um, that is faithfm.com.au. You can download the app on the Google App Store or um, Play Store. Um, and uh, also our show number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Feel free to text us any questions, feedback, um, comments, or even answers to our on air questions, and uh, we'll be able to respond to that. And we also have a free book offer that we're going to give. Uh, we'll give you more details, and uh, you can use that show number to text in um, the code that we'll give you. Um, so, what do you have for us today? Well, uh, going along with our theme of, uh, I guess, uh, engaging with Scripture, or and and that, I thought today we could have a look at when we should uh, we should encounter God's Word. When is it that we should engage with Scripture and with the Bible? So, I guess that's what we're going to be studying today. Yeah. Mm. So we started with how yep. was that, and then um, last week we you covered why. Yes. And now you <laughs> on where. When, yes. When? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, today when I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so we'll go when, when it is that we should encounter the scripture. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, to getting into this uh, important subject. Yeah. It sounds like the five W's and one H yeah. from <laughs> learned from my journalism um, course. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, when you're, when you're learning to be a journalist, you're learning to, I guess, uh, approach a subject, um, you know, and answer all of the questions that people might have. And, and I guess that's what I'm seeking to do as, as it pertains to people's relationship with the Bible. So, yeah. Yeah, a story is not complete if it's not answered or, or um, tackled all the five uh, W's and one H. Um, and we're getting into today's um, sharing. Um, do you want... As to pray before, yeah, you, you could do that for us if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, thank you. Tell I us. don't mind. Lovely. Yeah, let's pray. Um, Father, we thank you this morning. Um, for the gift of life and good health, we thank you for Daniel. 
that he was able to actually make it out of isolation and um, be able to present. And he's here with us and going to present today's program. Um, I pray that you speak through him as he shares your word and um, that for us listeners, may you um, guide our thoughts and um, even as we listen, may we may the Holy Spirit move us and um, may the scripture have meaning in our life and also the sharing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Tabitha. That was beautiful. Yeah, really, really lovely. Mm. Well, I guess early on in my uh, in my Christian experience, uh, I was a I was a young uh, infantry soldier, and uh, I was uh, I was working. I was uh, in North Queensland, so I was um, uh, stationed in Townsville, and uh, I'd I'd just recently made a decision to be a, become a follower of God, and. Uh, I heard a leader at my church talking about the importance of studying scripture. And what I discovered and what I found as I carried around a, a tiny little Bible that my, my mum bought for me, I carried it with me in my military gear. And every time there was a moment uh, where in, in exercise or uh, break in training or whatever where there was nothing else to do, I'd always uh, pull it out. This was uh, before the time of smartphones and so forth when uh, you know people sort of um, bided their spare time by doing that, but I'd, I'd pull out my little—I called it my bush Bible because it was brown. Mm-hmm. I kept it in a in a plastic bag to to protect it from rain and the weather. Mm-hmm. And I'd pull it out, and what I found as I began to read, I didn't understand everything that I read, mm-hmm. but I did learn uh, that it became a refuge in my life mm-hmm. from all of the stressors and and the other things that were going on around me that were that were difficult to deal with. I um, I found that, that the Bible became a spiritual refuge. It was somewhere for me to run, somewhere for me to go and uh, and find and discover peace, uh, even in the midst of very stressful circumstances. So, mm-hmm. um, so the idea of when, when it is that we should study God's Word, I think is an important thing for us to think about. Mm. Yeah, interesting. And um, we also have a listener question. Uh, we like our listeners to share with us of a time when they felt God's presence or had God's voice through um, his word could be when you're reading the scripture and you just feel, you know, felt like there was God's presence um, where you were. Please share with us if you have you've experienced such moments um, on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Yeah, no, beautiful. So I guess the first and most obvious thing, a lot of people when they think about um, encountering the Bible or they think about reading the Bible, they associate it with church. And mm. and that's that's important. I think that's important. And uh, it's important as it pertains when we read what the Scripture says about itself. Um, part of um, part of the Bible's, uh, I guess, stated purpose in, in what it's trying to do as you read it is to, is to be part of a community. So the first place that we encounter God's word is in corporate worship. And we can read about that in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 11 to 12. I'm wondering, would you be able to read that for me, please, Tabitha? Yes, I can. Um, and it says, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord, your God, at the place he will choose, you shall read this law before them in their hearing. Assemble the people, men, women, and for children, and the foreigners residing in your towns, so they can listen and learn to fear the Lord your God and follow carefully all the words of his law. Mm, mm. Now, th- this is an important little piece of scripture, and it goes all the way back to uh, what we call the Torah, you know, the first five books of the Bible, which was um, which was Moses' first five books. Mm. And uh, this really shows that scripture is designed to be encountered what we call corporately, you know, and so the first place we encounter God's word is in corporate worship, mm-hmm. um, which is important because, I mean, I'm increasingly meeting people 
people that say, well, you know, I can have a relationship with God. I can walk with God. I can, you know, um, connect with him in my own personal spirituality, but I don't, I don't need church. I, I'm, you know, people might say I'm disillusioned with, um, with spiritual community. Um, I'm, you know, maybe I saw something I didn't like happening here or there. And as a result, I'm going to throw the whole thing out the window mm. and I'm just going to worry about God myself. And, um, you know, that's a common kind of... Have you ever heard somebody talking like that yeah, before? Hmm. many times. Yeah, so, I mean, I like to think that it's, it's often the case that when you when you take a coal away from the fire, mm. you know, uh, it might sort of warm, glow red for a little while, but after a certain amount of time, it eventually burns out, you know, and that's sort of what happens as well. When we're not, um, I guess, in s- strengthened by, by spiritual community, that, uh, that, we, uh, that we often sort of grow cold and die and so even if we've had negative experiences sometimes we have to first of all realize that everybody is um everybody is human you know every every organization makes mistakes and um and every group of people makes mistakes uh, but it might be positive to to look for a group of people that um that are, are benefit to us and help us to grow spiritually and sometimes that can can um, can be part of the journey is finding a positive spiritual community mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, I would say I find um, fellowship very important. Um, I do read the Bible, um, well, on my own, but I like to share, like to actually share um, sometimes not even like the scripture, like to start being with around people of same faith and, um, you know, have the same um, motives as you. Like just being in that environment, um, you can share you know your experiences and you know these are people understand like they will be reasoning or whatever um, answers responses they provide will be based on the scripture and i feel like yeah that's very important well it's important for our own spiritual growth and it's also important for us as we learn um to recognize that we are very fallible and 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 we can make mistakes in ourselves because, you know, you have to have a certain level of com- of humility to be in community with other believers mm-hmm. because, you know, you can be so sure that something that you've said is right and then someone might say, well, have a look at this and, you know, you, you discover very soon that maybe you made an error, you know, and so it teaches you that you, you're not right all the time as well. Mm-hmm. One of the things it said in verse 12, it says, assemble the people. It talked about reading the law or reading the Bible in their hearing. But it says, assemble the people, men and women and children and foreigners. So it's even talking, it's talking about, it's very inclusive, it's talking about an inclusive gathering, you know, that, um, you know, there's no room for racism or for um, uh, divisions of class or so forth in the in the community. Mm-hmm. And it says so they can listen and so they can learn. And it actually uses the word fear. And, uh, and a, perhaps a better translation might be the word reverence or respect. Might learn to, to reverence or respect the Lord your God and follow carefully all of these words. And so obedience is a part of that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, we're going to listen to our first song. And uh, the song is Here I Am to Worship by Randy Travis.
stepped down into darkness Open my eyes and let me see Beauty that made this heart adore you Hope of a life spent with you Here I am to worship Here I am to bow down Here I am to say that you're my God You're altogether lovely Altogether worthy Altogether wonderful to me King of all days So highly exalted Glorious in heaven above Humbly you came to the earth You created All for love's sake became poor Here I am to worship Here I am to bow down Here I am to say Altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sins upon that cross. I'll never know how much it Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Here I Am to Worship by Randy Travis. And you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM. And today we have Daniel Mateo in the studio. And um, he's talking about when we should interact with the Bible. Um, in the previous section, I asked a listener question. Um, if our listeners would like to text in of a time when they felt God's presence or had God's voice through his word, um, could be they were reading the scripture or something and just felt um, compelled or, you know, it just felt like God was with you, uh, please share with us 
if you've had any of such moments on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And for our free book offer today, it's called Time with God, and that is by Julie and Neil. Um, we'll give you more information about that later on. Um, so Daniel, you're looking at this um topic of when we should interact with the Bible, and in the previous section, you mentioned that uh, one of such times should be. Uh, or would be during corporate worship. Um, do you have any other time that you think we should interact with the Bible? Yeah, thanks, Tabitha. It's good to be back. Um, well, second of all, I mean, the Bible makes makes it clear for us uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 to 9. And while you're tur- turning it up, I, I can just tell you it, it says that um, it intends to be encountered as a family, you know, that uh, mm. the parents and children together as a family. Would you like to read that one for me, please? Sure. Um, these commandments I give you today are to be on your heart. Uh, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So really, really interesting little piece of scripture mm. there. In actual fact, um, that one's very, very important for people of the Jewish faith, and they take it very literally. As a matter of fact, they have uh, mm. uh, little uh, devices, that uh, little boxes that they keep, um, that Orthodox Jewish men, uh, they have little pieces of scripture inside that they wrap on their arms, they bind on their heads when they pray, and mm. they also, uh, you can buy little boxes with pieces of scripture in it that you can put on the door frames of your house. Mm-hmm. So they take it literally. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I, I don't believe that this is intended literally. It's a it's a symbolic thing, and it's saying that um, that uh, that scripture is supposed to form the rhythm of life. It's supposed to set the rhythm of life for the family. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to discuss it um, and talk about uh, you know what what it is that God wants from us. You know, in the morning, in the evening, when we're sitting at meals, when we're when we're traveling, um, and um, and it's supposed to be a part of our, our hearts and lives in a way that is um, is deeply profound. And and so. Part of, um, I guess, the intent of Scripture when God gave it to us is for us to encounter it and to experience it as a family. Mm. And that um, that can't be underestimated, mm. um, particularly when you, when you think about the fact that for the hugest majority of human history, the Bible has been the, the principal piece of literature. It's been the principal book that's been available to most families, or at least the words of, of, of it have been available to most families, you know, over and above things like novels and stories that we have today. And so when those commandments, those stories have become part of the rhythm of life, you know, then they can form an ethical basis and, a, um, and guidelines for, uh, for responsible uh, societal living. Yeah, mm, That's yeah. correct. I agree with you 100%. Um, one of our uh, family traditions is to read the Bible. Um, like um, my parents still, I think they still do that um, before we go to bed, like do it together, my siblings, parents, and um, pray and uh, I, I believe like that has formed the basis of like um, my moral, moral values. Like I know that I am who I am because of how my parents raised me. And uh, that's what I also want to do for my children. And I have a friend who is expecting and she said to me, this house needs to be spiritual because 
you know, um, I understand how important this because I had that kind of upbringing and um, I know how it has impacted in my life. I want to do the same for my children. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And I, look, I'd like to say the same for me. You know, my my mum used to come and read me Bible stories each evening before I went to sleep, mm-hmm. and uh, and and just purely from a secular perspective as well. You know, with no with no religious import, like less and less. Uh, parents are reading to their children, and that's influencing the, um, you know, in a big way, the uh, literacy levels of, of children. You know, it's there's a there's a big impact on um, on literacy levels for kids, and it sort of corresponds to whether or not uh, families will read uh, with their kids. You know, so the Bible is a great way to encounter and to do that. Mm. So yeah, as a family, it's important to have that family time doing that. You know, um, uh, the next of all, of course, we've got we've got uh, the Bible. Uh, says that we encounter God's word in personal devotions. Uh, would you like to read Psalm 119, uh, verse 147 to 148 for me, please? Yeah. Um, I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. I stay awake through the night thinking about your promise. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. And so you get a sense there that the psalmist is really meditating. He's mm-hmm. meditating on God's word. And it's not, he, you know, yes, he, you know, d- elsewhere, uh, David talks about attending corporate worship. He talks about, let's say, well, today we'd say going to church. For him, it was um, attending the tabernacle for corporate worship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he definitely taught these commandments to his children. You know, um, we, we find that ab- about that throughout, uh, throughout his narrative. But also, he's talking about meditating upon God's word for himself. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very important for us to have what's called a personal spiritual life, that we take time alone. And I, I told the story at the beginning of how the Bible became such a refuge to me, um, in, especially in stressful times. And, and that's when I was reading it, just me and God and, uh, and his word opened before me and he would speak to me. Mm-hmm. and speak to my situation in a powerful and living way. Uh, yeah, that's different to when I, for example, listen to somebody preaching or you know, ask somebody a question or spend time with my kids reading Bible stories. It's a different experience when it's just you and God and he's speaking to your heart with, through his living word. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's important for us to have a personal devotional life. Um, I, uh, I, I think for me it takes me about three years to read the Bible through. Like I read a little bit every day. And uh, yeah, it takes me about three years to to get through the whole thing. But uh, I don't, I don't. There's no hurry. Mm. I don't think. You know, I believe that God wants to walk with us hand in hand throughout the course of our lifetimes. So there really is. You know, you you know, you talked in a previous program about trying to do a read the Bible in the year. Mm-hmm. You know, pro, uh, sort of thing, and you often get stuck. Yeah. Do, you're still um, trying to do that? <laughs> I was not really trying to do it. I know of someone who's done it. And um, I was, my goal was to read a scripture, um, I mean, sorry, one chapter in a day, one Bible um, chapter in a day, and uh, it does, it's not, doesn't happen <laughs> as often as I would like, but I try, like, I, I read a few um, chapters in a week, but, um, yeah, I learned to take it slow, some uh, chapters are long like they've got 60 verses and uh, that's just too long to finish at one go like you can't really relate or like you know remember all that um and uh, i just break it down like i understand that it doesn't matter how much you read what matters is how you understand and how you relate to that scripture yeah and and that's right and some people kind of believe that that reading the bible is the focus of the of the spiritual and devotional life but it isn't the the focus is 
um, is having a relationship with God. Mm. And so um, it's not so much about knowing what it says as experiencing him, you know, is uh, is the primary. Like, I mean, when we study the Bible, we mm. want to understand, you know, what it teaches. But when we have our personal devotional time with him, we want to hear him speak. And that's the difference. And so reading and meditating on God's word becomes less about... Um, let's say the content and more about what he's saying to your situation and so how 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 might that look for me well i might uh, i might sort of take some time alone you know away from uh, the hustle and bustle of the world each day and uh, a time in silence and and I know that we can uh, we can read the Bible on our devices and so forth, but uh, it's a good idea to have a book just because you're not going to be getting message notifications and things that'll tend to interrupt you. Mm. So a time maybe away from from the, the digital, and uh, and just saying, Lord, I would like to encounter you. I want to hear your voice today. What have you got to say to me? And uh, and then we begin. Now I don't recommend opening randomly. If people are just starting to read the scripture for themselves, I'd recommend starting in Matthew or Mark or Luke or John and then reading through the New Testament and then going back and reading some of the Old Testament background. But um, the important thing is that whatever it is that you're reading, you're reading, you're asking God to speak uh, to your situation and um, and read only as long as as you have understanding because what will tend to happen for the human brain is that you'll read to a certain extent and then your brain will wander off and do other things and you'll get to the end of a page or a chapter and you won't be able to remember anything that you said that mm. you read it's it's much better that you can consume uh, what it is that uh, that that you want to want to read uh, than uh, than just getting through it you know yeah usually when i'm reading the scripture i like at the end of it i want i ask myself questions you know what does god expect of me um what does this mean how does this relates to my life and um, such kind of questions. And if I'm reading through a long portion, then I won't be able to answer those questions. Um, just to remind, to encourage our listeners to share, the, if, they've, if you've had any experience where you felt God's presence while you're studying the scripture uh, or you even had God's voice, I've had people say they had God speak to them like loud and clear um you know people have had have experienced such moments and if you have uh please share with us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one we'd like to hear from you um our next song is um children of the living god by fernando ortega Healing hands, how they found the lowliest man. Sing 
Children of the Living God by Fernanda Ortega and Alison Cross. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM. And we have Daniel in the studio talking about when we should interact with the Bible. And in the previous section, Daniel mentioned that one other important time that you should interact with the Bible is for personal devotion. And I believe that is very important in maintaining a close relationship with God. Um, so what, do, what else do you have for us in this section, Daniel? Yeah, no, beautiful. Well, the next uh, uh, time when uh, Scripture purports to, to, to be encountered or, or desires to be encountered as we uh, as we read through it is in times of rejoicing. Now, oh, while, I'm, while you're looking up Psalm 119 uh, for me, mm-hmm. um, I'll just say that this is a little bit of a... There's a desire within us uh, when we... Um, mm-hmm. When we... When we have a, something positive happen in our lives when something good happens uh, to forget about God hmm. um, it really is the uh, it's it's the uh, it's the desire within us to when things go well is that we don't need to pray mm. you know but mm. uh, but when we when we read scripture we find uh, that um, that God wants us to to rejoice in His Word and in His blessings. Would you like to read that one for me, please? Sure. Um, that is Psalm 119, verse 162, um, and it's NIV version. Mm-hmm. I rejoice in Your Word like one who discovers a great treasure. Yeah. So we can find there that David is actually rejoicing in God's Word. You know that he that he's he's got that as his heart is full of whatever positive things are going on in his life you know that he's actually in God's word uh, praising him for that and uh, can you also look up uh, Philippians 2:16 for me as well yeah sure it reads um as you hold firmly to the word of life 
and then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. Mm. And so, uh, so holding firmly and rejoicing uh, that uh, that that that. God's people have held firmly to the word of life or to the Bible. You know, that's, that's what Paul's saying here. And so when we are going through a positive time in our lives, and positive things happen to everyone, sometimes we like to labor on the negative a little bit, but always we have we have positive things that happen. We have up times. And in ourselves, we've got the temptation to just say, you know what, God, um, I don't need you right now. Things are going well. Mm. But this is the time to come to God and to and to praise Him and to rejoice in His Word, you know. Uh, but on the obverse side of that, we also have a sense that when things are going badly, sometimes we we throw God out the window as well, mm. and we say, "Well, you know, God, you didn't do this for me. You didn't go, do that for me. You didn't do what I asked. So I'm just going to throw you out the window." So that get, takes us to our next little section, which is that we encounter God's Word in times of trouble. Would you like to read Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two, verse fifteen to seventeen for me, please? Yes. Um, it reads, So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Mm. So God longs to encourage us. He longs to strengthen us. He longs to encourage our hearts. Uh, he longs to give us that internal encouragement, that good hope. And, uh, and of course, uh, Paul starts that little section by, um, by encouraging God's people to hold fast to the teachings, either by word or by of mouth or by letter, those teachings that have now been enshrined in uh, what we now know as the New Testament. Mm. So there's a sense that even when things are going bad, and uh, for the Thessalonian church, you know, the context was they were experiencing some, some perse- persecution in that situation. You know, things weren't going well for them. Things weren't going the way that they expected. And, uh, and there might have been some hurt, there might have been some pain uh, in their lives, and Paul's continually encouraging them to continue to rejoice. And, and this, is, um, this is the difficult thing. It's easy for us sometimes to, when we're reminded, when everything's going well and we're reminded mm-hmm. uh, to, to come to God, but it's, it's difficult when things are going badly to come to God and say, Lord, I, don't, I really don't understand uh, why this horrible thing is happening in my life, but I'm just going to experience this moment in relationship with you. And that's really what um, what God wants. There's no promise in the scripture that everything's always going to be fine and there's never going to be any problems. In fact, it's the opposite. Mm. The Bible makes it clear that, you know, everyone that desires to live godly in Christ Jesus will um, will suffer persecution, that there'll be hardship that will come uh, in the life. And this is, uh, this is seen clearly throughout all of the lives of the different um, Bible characters and so forth. Um, the Bible presents an idea of life that is broken. It's departed from, uh, from God's will in a whole bunch of different ways, including death and disease and suffering and sin. It was never God's intention that we experience any of these things. And yet um, he continues to step down into our lives and he longs to walk with us and he promises with his hope that one day he's going to make all things right and uh, there'll be no more death or crying or sorrow or pain anymore. Mm-hmm. And so to encounter God's word, even in the times of trouble, is um, is really really important, yeah. Hmm. Indeed, yeah. Uh, we see that from different um, stories, as you mentioned, like um, the story of Job, like um, how the devil, because the devil wants, he's scrambling to have more like people on his side, and he just tends to focus on those believers, like from believers. Hmm. Well. 
Along with that, and this is, I guess, the, uh, uh, a twin uh, idea or a twin point with, uh, with the, the last one that we just talked about, and that is that we encounter God's word when we grapple with big questions. Um, could you read for me Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15? Sure. Um, it reads, and this is NIV translation. We're using the NIV translation today. Um, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Mm. So there's a sense of studying and dividing and, and struggling with the word of truth. And could you also please read me Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18? Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Um Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Hmm. So there's a sense there that God wants to have a conversation with us. Come now, let us settle the matter. Um, in uh, the King James and New King James, it's come now, let us reason together. There's a sense in which God wants to um, hash things out, you know. And so often we feel that we... that. Well, I guess uh, maybe it's even the case that different religious people have, have given the idea that we're never supposed to question God or ask any questions. We're just supposed to take things on a blind, uh, you know, a blind faith. But that's not the God that's presented in the Scripture. The God that's presented in the Scripture is, is one that desires to be encountered even in big questions. Even when we have no answers, he desires to be called out to. And we see that in the life of Jeremiah. We see it in the life of David, as you mentioned. We see it in the life of Job, who at, at different points in their experience were crying out to God, saying, why is this happening? I don't understand this. I don't understand that. None of this makes sense. And God says, I know. I understand that you don't understand. But you need to understand that I understand. Oh. And you need to understand that my um, my plans and purposes are far above anything that you can possibly imagine. And I care about you and I love you. And so one of the the great challenges of Scripture is to, to encounter God even through the big questions. And what I've found throughout my life of faith, and this is the wonderful thing about God, mm-hmm. is that he has a tendency to answer those questions. Mm. You know, that at any given time I'm going to have three, four, five, six, maybe ten, fifteen, even more uh, big questions for God where, you know, I can't seem to put the pieces together. And what I've learned to do over time is to place them before him and say, Lord, I don't know what all of this is about. But I know that my brain is finite and I know that I don't understand everything yet. Hmm. And so what I'm asking is that you reveal me to me the answers. And what I've found is as I walk with him in my life of faith that he does give me the answers. One by one, here and there, he puts different puzzle pieces in place and suddenly I go, oh, yeah, right, now I get it. Hmm. Things that at one point in my life would have caused me to turn away and, and reject faith altogether, I've since found the answers to those questions because I've hung on and as, as I've walked with him. Uh, he's revealed truth to me. So that's really the, um, I guess, the key crux of all of it is that God, and we, we said before in the last section, there is no hurry to reading the scripture. And the reason is that God doesn't want you to just hurry through it and then put it on a shelf. He wants to learn and walk, or he wants us to learn and he wants us to walk with him every single day for the rest of our lives. Mm. And not just that, into eternity as well. I believe that these things will be the subject of our science and our song even into eternity. So, you know, it's a great and wonderful thing to know that uh, it's about an, a relationship, uh, not primarily about having all the answers all the time. Mm, yeah, indeed. And um, just as the saying goes, um, good things take time. 
um, for anything, like whatever you're working on, you always need to have patience. And it's just the same thing with um, going through a rough patch in your life. Um, just having that patience and believing that God will actually work it out for the best for you. Yeah, it's good so you don't rush and, you know, try to solve it on your own and just end up messing everything. <laughs> yeah, and even like our next song is talking a bit about patience. Um, just time to give a bit more information about our giveaway book, which is called Time with God. And uh, in this book, you get to read about 12 powerful strategies for enhancing your devotional life. Um, so the author, who is Judy and Neil, um, he share, she shares, she shares 12 powerful strategies guaranteed to enhance your devotional life. And this include, um, having how to prayer journal, um, how to memorize and apply God's word to your life, how to listen for God's voice through sacred stories, um, how to transform your life through the Bible promises, how to enrich your work through practice of gratitude. Um, while devotional practices do not make us grow spiritually, they provide the environment and opportunity for the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. They teach us how to apply God's word personally and expand our understanding of how to live the Christian life. And as you spend time with God, you can experience how it feels to be, lo- to be loved by the invincible God. Um, we'll give you the code after the break, uh, but for now let's listen to this song, Hope, Patience and Prayer by Anna Baden. Lift your head, little one Lift your eyes to see the sun Lift your heart and burden soul Oh, rejoice in hope Lift your head I come on bending knee I come to you 
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Hope, Patience and Prayer by Anna Baden. And um, you're listening to Tazi Encounters with um, Daniel Mateo. I'm speaking on the uh, topic of when we should interact with the Bible. And um, Daniel has shared a few times when we should actually um, read the scripture passage. Before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to claim our free book offer, which is the book Time with God by Judy and Neil. And um, the code to request for that book is DRAW3, D-R-A-W, number 3, no space in between, text that to 488 and uh, we'll be able to send that book to you. We only have three copies to give away, so we'll give them to the first three people to text in. Um, so, Daniel, how would you like to finish off today? You've mentioned a few points on how or when we should actually interact with the Bible, including corporate worship and um, personal devotion and a few others. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We went, we went through uh, the whens, the whens of when we, should, uh, when we should encounter God's Word, when God wants us to encounter His Word. And I, and I suggested that uh, yeah we should do it together as uh, in corporately as a, we should have a faith community um, a church uh, that uh, that we gather together uh, to experience Him. Uh, I said that we should do it as a family. We should have what what Christians call family worship. You know, time together, reading stories, and spending time in God's presence. Uh, we we should encounter God's word in personal devotions. I think it's important that we should have a personal spiritual life uh, each day, and uh, and. Also in times of rejoicing, I think that's important also that uh, that we experience God during up times in our life and the highs, but also the lows, times of sadness and times of trouble. Uh, we've seen that that's important too, to, um, to encounter God through his word during those dark and, and painful times also. Mm. Last of all, we said that uh, that we should encounter God's word when we grapple with the big questions of life. And, and, I, and I said that I believe that God is going to answer those questions, not always in the way that we would like and not always with the when, not always in the when that we would like. Sometimes it takes a little while uh, and, uh, and time, but that's really what he wants. He wants that time with us. And, and a relationship with us. Just uh, tell a little story about how I learned about this in my life. Um, I was, uh, you know, thought I pretty much understood it all um, about scripture and about the spiritual life uh, when I went and to study theology to become a pastor. And I was already married. We had we had a baby, and uh, and uh, and so in my second year of my degree, we, my my wife was was three months pregnant with our second. And uh, she began to bleed, you know, and um, and we were quite concerned about it. And I began to pray, and uh, we went into uh, to the hospital. We were living in uh, New South Wales. We went into Newcastle Hospital, and just inside the door of the Newcastle Hospital, I'm not sure if it's still there now, but um, there's a, there's a little chapel that would be still there. But at the, at the front of the chapel, there was a prayer tree. Mm. And it was just a, a you know, a, a de- it was a dead tree actually. But you, different people, they had these little pieces of paper that that people could write uh, prayers on it and then hang it on the tree, and that made it look like it was full of leaves, you know. So mm. different prayers. And so uh, my uh, wife was being seen to by the doctor, and my little daughter and I, um, she was about two or three, uh, wrote a little prayer: "Dear Jesus, please save our baby. Amen." And we put it on the tree. And uh, and you know, they sent us home. Uh, there was there was three or four days for Kate of um, of intense pain, and uh, and at the end of that time we we lost our baby. You know it was uh, it was horrible, and I was just wondering, God, you know what are you doing? You know it was horrible, really really difficult experience. And and through it all, 
um, um, the only thing that God and the only answer that God gave me was the, the words of Jesus in John: "In this world you'll have tribulation, but take heart; I've overcome the world." So, twelve months later, uh, we're in the same situation. My wife was about three months along again, and uh, and the same thing happened again. And so we went into the hospital again, and I found myself staring at the same. Uh, prayer tree in the same chapel with my same little daughter in tow, you know, in tow, in my hand, you know, with her, ha- her hand in my hand, and uh, she and my wife was being seen to by the doctor again, and my daughter looked up to me and said, "Can we ro- do a prayer for our for our baby?" You know, mm-hmm. and and immediately the 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 thought hit me in the in my mind, well, what's the point? It didn't work last time, you know, but uh, because she wanted to. And here I'm supposed to be training to be a pastor, you know. Mm. So uh, she, anyway, she she wanted me to do it. So I did it. Dear Jesus, please save our baby. Amen. Mm. We put it on the tree. And, you know, we lost that one too. Oh. And it was just absolutely devastating. And once mm. again, no answer from God except for, in this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Well, the next year my son was born. And uh, and I don't know I don't know all of the answers. You know, I really don't. I know that uh, in heaven at least... Um, I'm going to have two uh, two children that I've never met, but um, mm. uh, but uh, when I held my son in my arms, I I, uh, I was able to praise God for those difficult times that mm. I've been through. And even though I didn't, under, I don't, I still don't understand the, the totality of God's plan. I still know and recognise that uh, that this little boy that I'm able to raise and get to know is uh, is a gift to me um, because I've been through that, that hardship or that those tough times, you know. And so you get to the point where you're able to praise God even for the hardship. And so even I'd like to encourage our listeners that even when they're going through tough times, you know, to, to still experience those times in relationship with God because he knows the end from the beginning and it's his word that's going to speak into our heart and our situation to get us through, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Thanks, Daniel, for sharing that story. And, um, yeah, I... It's um hard to I know like God has three answers to our prayers. Um there's um yes, wait and no. And there's a reason for every answer that um God gives us. Like we may not like the answer but there's always a reason. Like um sometimes we don't care to understand the reason and uh but then at the end of the day we just trust God. We know that He's done bigger things for us and that just reminds us that no matter what happens he's in control he's powerful and um he has um good things in store for us yeah and i guess part of the problem and the struggle is that i mean often we we view god something like people or kids view santa claus or the idea of santa claus and that is if i'm good then i get good things and if i you know and if i'm bad i'm still supposed to get good things and and if I don't get those good things, then, well, I'm not going to believe in you anymore, you know. But God is not Santa Claus. God is God. You know, mm-hmm. that means he's in charge and, and he knows infinitely more more about us than anything that we can or what's best for us than anything that we can imagine or hope. So um, so part of faith is not blind faith, but at least trusting, mm-hmm. you know, that, that things will work out at last. And um, and that, so that's why I encourage our, our listeners to, to experience life in relationship with God uh, through his word. And his word really does encourage us the hope that we get about the future, uh, the information, the understanding we get about um, history and, and prophetic events and his acts in history, you know, are powerful for, for that. Mm, yeah, and praise God that um, you have your son with you because then, you know, even though um, you lost your other kids, 
you still had this blessing and you have this blessing with you and um you know he would be a constant reminder of you know that of the patience that you had and the trust the fact that even when you felt um you didn't feel the need to actually say a prayer you still went ahead because you know of that trust and knowing who god is and um just yeah thank you for you sharing today and um I pray and hope that our listeners have been blessed with your message. Um, so we've done, we've covered three W's so far. We've oh, two and two W's and one H. The how to study the scripture, and we've we last week we covered why we should study the scripture, and today you've covered where we sh- where when yeah. we should study the scripture. Um, so what do you have for us next week? Well, I think we'll uh, we'll keep looking at this subject and we'll talk about where 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 we can study the scripture and where we can encounter God's word, where we should encounter God's word um, spatially, locationally in our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, so join Daniel and I next week um, to hear more of what he has to share. And uh, we've had um, resp- uh, contribution interaction from Maggie, and um, she said, "Shame, I feel for Daniel losing two babies in a row." Is heartbreaking. I wish him so much joy with his daughter and long-awaited son. God bless you all. Thank you, Maggie, for that. Oh, um, thank you, Maggie. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, your son is here with you. And he's how old is he? Mm, he just turned ten last year. Yeah. He, oh. And I remember he got baptized too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he was uh, gave his life to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. very interesting and um, dedicated um, child to God. And um, tomorrow we have David Maxwell and uh, Jason, and David will be talking about peace. Um, David has been sharing some of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and he'll be sharing on peace tomorrow. So join David and um, Jason tomorrow to learn more of what he has to share. And um, just remind our listeners, the code to claim the book offer for today is draw three, draw number three, no space in between Um Text draw three to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll be able to send this book "Time with God" by Judy and Neil to you. Um, thank you for joining us today, wherever you are. We hope you enjoyed the rest of your day, and God bless. This final song is called "Let the Word of Christ" by Trilogy Scripture Songs.
Spiritual 